Two men. <laughs> two microphones. One internet source. <laughs> two Faces Radio is your source for the best podcasts. <laughs> so that's the, that's How awesome. do you do that shit? Does that hurt? No, it doesn't hurt. This is Heather Luttrell, and you're listening to Two Faces Radio. We're back rolling again. No, I like this. Coming to you live from the closet in Eddie's attic. That's right. That's pretty much it. All right, so here we go. Two Faces Radio. Uh, Introduce us. This is episode number 20, uh, excuse me, episode number 35. It's Saturday, June 19th. My name is Brian McClenning, my co-host here. I'm Iron Mountain. And we have um, our artist in here today brings a, um, and this is not my quote, but from Blurt Magazine, <laughs> you are a steamy blend of Tom Petty-esque twang and Credence Clearwater Kugel. Malone's the sexiest, most swaggeringest gal rocker on the goddamn planet right now. <laughs> now That's not a bad quote. I, I had to use it because I wanted to be able to, it might be the only time I could use the word Kugel. On this show. <laughs> you don't know what Kugel is? I thought Kugel was like this. Oh, it's delicious. It's silly like a... <laughs> sweaters that guys wear. It's a. That's a Kugel. It's a. Um, it's like a noodle <laughs> dish. Dish. Uh, uh, casserole. Typically of Jewish heritage, and we just happened to be so. <laughs> when I saw there. the word, I was like, wow, I, I definitely have to um, get that out there. But one thing I did notice also in that quote, this is Michelle Malone, by the way, this is uh, uh, who we've got in here. I don't know yeah. if I mentioned the name. Michelle Malone, local artist, many, many years here in Atlanta, Georgia. And um, and actually pretty international, I guess, now at this point. Um, one thing I noticed in that quote, though, it calls you a gal rocker. I don't know. How does that... Do you just want it to just be rocker? Yeah, do you... you know, does, I gave up on the... Uh, Titles, monikers, genres. Right, sure. uh, I, you know, which you should, and which everybody I don't should. really care what people call it. I don't think of it in those terms. I don't think of it as girl rock. I don't think of it as anything in particular. I just play it. You cool. know, I just write it and play it, and whatever feels good, that's what I'm playing. Yeah. You know. Cool. Well, um, did you want to mention to people that we we stuffed ourselves into Eddie's office? Yeah, and definitely. Two by two in here. Well, Michelle's playing Just Eddie's Attic tonight, and um, fortunately, you don't need any help from us to pack this place out, um, or probably pack any place out that you play. So um, this will not be out before your show tonight. But you're here at Eddie's. We're here at Eddie's Attic, and we uh, got a little quiet here in um, Eddie's office. And it's about what do we say? It's maybe seven foot by three foot, something like eight by three. And it's like that. full of. File cabinets and machinery and t-shirts and so, some books. And so we technically have about two by four feet to stand. Let's in just say we're cozy. About, <laughs> we're, well, we're getting to. We brought up well. Eddie's a lot on our show. Yeah, yeah. Um, Eddie's is definitely one of the premier places here in town, especially if you're really interested in hearing good music. And by that I mean. It, it, the room is kept real quiet for the for the artist, which is a great thing, would you say? Yeah. Um, well, did you kind of make a start at this place? You know, um, I met Eddie back in 
the late 80s, when I was at Agnes Scott College, he was bartending across the street at um, the, the place that burned down. Where, over here? Probably going back before... Anyway, we well, it burned down about... Oh, uh, the track, not track Trackside side. Tavern. Oh, Trackside yeah, Tavern. Track side. Right, yes. And uh, people were, I think they were just starting to have some music over there, and I was just starting to play back then. I think it was in um, 86. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I didn't get my start here, but I think I got my start with Eddie, so to speak. Yeah, you know? right. What kind of music was happening around here at that time? Well, uh, I mean, 86, you know, we're from up north, so we're, of course, we're listening to Molly Crew and yeah, right. <laughs> Well, I used to see stuff. a lot of bands like Driving and Crying and, yeah. and uh, you know, a lot of Georgia Satellites rock bands that were still local. And yeah. then you had the new folk scene, like the Indigo Girls were starting out, Ooh. and um, Caroline Aiken and the Scallion Sisters. <laughs> there was just a no, lot of different stuff back then. But, yeah. um, you know, then it, a lot of great bands started happening. Uh, Marry My Hope and Black Crows and uh, Follow For Now and just a lot of great bands back then. And uh, I put a band together and we all came up in this area in 87, 88, and then I got signed. And I mean, all this happened. Yeah, we could be speaking to Dr. Malone right now. But absolutely. That didn't happen. I, I, Really? I read. Uh, I didn't know that. I didn't have the patience. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah, nice I was one. in college, and, and then I, I got a record deal, and that yeah. sufficed. I, I have to say, I, you know, it sort of like glanced over a little bit in there. You're like, yeah, I went to Agnes Scott College. I mean, I noticed it said, went to Agnes Scott College and thought about becoming a doctor. And it's like, man, I got a record deal instead. And I was like, that doesn't just happen. So clearly... Was it, were you trying to push yourself into doing something else or trying to think um, rationally? Was that a big career? Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> you don't remember? <laughs> I, well, I just, well, uh, don't break anything. I just remember I really enjoyed playing music a lot yeah. more than I enjoyed studying or yeah. going to class. Yeah, obviously. Well, who doesn't? I mean, I, I love learning and reading and uh, I, I, you know, love school, but at the time it was just not for me. Yeah. Okay. So. So you must have been doing some pretty, making some pretty big waves even early on to have gotten a record deal, you know, while you were supposedly working to become a well, It's just not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> I, it doesn't seem it's to me that, that it's that difficult, especially when you're, you know, 20 years old and right. time's on your side and you are able to sing and write a few mm -hmm. songs, you know. There's a, a lot of people who get signed early on and you know it either works out or it doesn't or mm -hmm. it, 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 something will happen yeah. I mean the, the scene we've got it works out in here and it doesn't <laughs> well, you in, know, in the same room <laughs> there's so many ways of looking at it yeah. I, I almost feel like the whole record deal and everything was uh, almost uh, a speed bump in my career because I was signed so early right. so I was so young and, and I'm not I didn't really know who I was sound wise either alone you know human yeah so that just kind of threw me off course for a long time and mm -hmm. was there was there anybody out there where, where, that you were listening to where it was like damn that's that's what I want to do you know that's right um well you know honestly I've always gone back to the music that I grew up on which was uh, 70s rock and a lot of female artists you know my mother's record collection yeah so it was 
classic rock and Bonnie Raitt and Linda Ronstadt and all the female singers of the yeah. early yeah. 70s. Yeah. Well, I was going to also mention... And that's, I'm sorry to interrupt yeah, you. Yeah. I was going to say, but that's why I don't really differentiate between musical styles and genres because it doesn't really make a difference to me. It didn't grow up and it mm -hmm. doesn't now. It's just, mm -hmm. I like so many different kinds of music. And there were so many different kinds growing up in my house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it was, it was pretty, you know, we've been going back and forth uh, for a little while trying to get you to do our podcast. I know you and I have emailed a few times through Facebook. And, um, you know, when when we actually finally kind of squared this, nailed this time down, you know, starting to do the research, I mean, it's like, where do you start? You know, you've been doing this for a long time and made yourself what seems to be a really great career, you know, kind of that best of both worlds thing, I would say. You know, although... I read a lot of things where it says like, you know, best unknown artist or still under the radar, uh, you know, why isn't she more well known kind of thing. Does, does that kind of get old? Do you kind of feel like, <laughs> hey, listen, this is, uh, it seems like it'd be pretty great in your position, uh, you know, from my standpoint. You know, you've made a nice career off of music. You got people lined up outside to come see you play. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very that grateful old? that I've been able to play music for a living as long as I have and. I still enjoy it, and people still come to see me. Right. Yeah, that's amazing, and I'm still breaking new ground, and we're, you know, going to Europe a lot now, and that's really yeah. fun. And I, I have nothing but gratitude for yeah. it. You know, right. do you still sit back sometime and go, "Holy crap, <laughs> we're, we're really"? Mm, you know, not so much. I guess uh, since you've been doing it for so long. Most of the time, when you end up going, "Holy crap," it's really something stupid or bad. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> right. like, why did I can't believe I they did that, or yeah. I can't believe I said that. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it is really great to have people want me to come play Germany or France or right. whatever. Mm -hmm. That's that's kind of holy crap stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm not so jaded, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> when you come back to play Atlanta or Decatur, even I mean, is it? Do you have have that homecoming feeling? I do, to the point where um, it's a little unnerving. Like, there's a lot of pressure every single time I come play Eddie's, especially, because I feel like uh, the bar is so high, and then I've set my bar highest here at Eddie's. Mm -hmm. You know, these are my most well-known shows. Yeah. So, I mean, people will fly from all over the country to come see me play at Eddie's. Yeah. Eddie's is famous, and, That's you know, awesome. I, I don't know. So yeah. I feel a little pressure here, right. but I love it. And plus, I see so many people I know here and friends and family that it's, it's a little overwhelming. Well, we had Kodak Harrison on, on the show a few mm -hmm. months ago, mm -hmm. and we were just sure. talking about the Decatur scene and how great they are to musicians and artists, yeah. you know, De Decatur and this part of Atlanta itself, you know. Absolutely. Uh, and I guess you agree. I mean, that this whole area is just uh, is, is great for upcoming artists and just so supportive, probably even more than Atlanta City itself. It seems sometimes, you know. Well, you got Eddie's Attic here, and yeah. that's pretty much the backbone of this scene. You right. Know? Nice little family. And he's worked really hard to uh, establish Eddie's Attic as a great music listening venue. Right. You know, he's cultivated a crowd that will come to see anything that Eddie recommends. Right. You know what I mean? And a lot of clubs, live music venues, they don't do that. Right. They and it, it is a throw listening up a PA room. They and they yeah. expect people to show up. You know, right? Yeah. That doesn't happen. Yeah. Right, right. That's true. Well, I, so you have an, a live album that's coming out um, from yeah. Eddie's Attic, or it's it's out, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Or is this kind of the we release? recorded it here. Uh, last is that the one I saw on the table over yeah, there? Yeah, May eighth. It was my birthday party no. show. Oh, happy birthday! 
Thanks. So, uh, um, May 8th, so, yeah. Uh, we, uh, we just so you turned that around together pretty quick, yeah. Yeah, I, it didn't, you know, I don't, it's just a board recording, but it's a really great board recording because Shalom, the sound man here, uh, is fantastic. And I bet you Shalom knows what Kugel is. I bet he does. Sure We're going to have to go talk to him about that. <laughs> so, you might uh, have some Kugel on him. It's, it, yeah, the CD's here. It's alive. It's ready. Yeah. And then the, the new album is Debris, right? The new studio album. That's the album. latest album. The latest. The latest yeah. well, that was uh-huh. in 2009 it came out? Yeah. Uh, about just about a year ago. Yeah. April Which is, of 2009. I've been listening to all day. It's great, right? Yeah. Thanks. Really I appreciate yeah. that. I think and it's a pretty decent little record. Yeah. yeah, this, yeah it's a funny thing because, you know, we've been around for about 15 years or so in Atlanta. And actually, um, I was actually your neighbor for like a month. <laughs> um, Where? I, I was your neighbor in for Emory a month. Woods? In it Emory wasn't Woods. Stalking, yes, I was. You're, you're the second person in 24 hours that has said that to me. Really? But I did live there a really I was literally the same place? Yeah. I was well, literally next door to you. I uh, wow. I lived... Um, How did you know? I knew because... Were you the guy that banged on the wall at night when I played guitar? No, because <laughs> I play music. So, um, he was probably no. soloing along to you. <laughs> I was... Uh, now I'm not going to remember the last name. Runyon Shafa, maybe? Uh, uh, my brother's girlfriend from college was Maggie, and her sister was yeah. um, Amina Who or Amina. Uh, Harvard or something? Amina did, yes. Yeah. And uh, their they mother, Barbara, Barb, I stayed, my friend and I, when we moved here, I stayed with her for about a month because the girls were not living, you know, they were in school. Yeah. So I was done with school, lived here there for about a month my friend until we got our own place god it's such a small world. so and they you know they kept me because they knew i came down here to play music so they were like oh you gotta go talk to michelle you gotta go talk to michelle just knock on the door and all this other like, like no, 15 years later hey michelle <laughs> yeah hey we're not so, gonna advice for me michelle <laughs> where should i play in town yeah right so um but anyhow i just kind of thought that was funny That's and great. i and other than that i don't remember where i was going with that but we're yeah, where oh were you yeah going i was that? gonna say that you know we were in, we were kind of involved in sort of like, I mean, you definitely get pegged, I don't want to say pegged, but well, called a, a blues artist, but I feel it's more Americana, roots-driven, you know, it's got a blend, like you said, but um, kind of a blues artist, and we used to hang out a lot at Northside Tavern, still mm-hmm. do sometime, and that whole scene, and, and you were never really a part of that, like, blues scene, because you've always done the original thing, I feel like. Yeah. I, I don't know. I do you did you ever do just like want to do just the blues thing you know straight up or no because before I was in the blues scene at all or considered any type of blues artist right. I was a singer songwriter right right and I guess that will always be my first, first uh, title right. if you will. yeah so um, that's a good title and for it's the a good for, title you know for people that don't know what's the lineup of your band is it Five, four piece, five piece. Uh, it changes uh, from three yeah. piece to five piece. Tonight we have oh, a so five piece. Oh, so you do piece. a trio sometimes. Okay. Yeah, last night up in Delonica at Crimson Moon, we did a trio with just uh, me and bass and drums. Yeah. And for several years, I did a drums guitar duo, but I was acoustic. Really. And then uh, drums guitar duo. It's hmm. pretty cool, yeah. you know. You have to kick the. Well, anyway. Gotta do it tastefully. So, <laughs> yeah, there, it's just it's tricky. Gotta keep it's a, a lot of tricky. rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, right now we're usually four piece. Tonight we're five piece. Uh, my friend uh, Tim Tucker is on keys and vocals with us tonight. Cool. Yeah. So I noticed a couple 
interesting things. Your push, uh, your press kit, I guess, your um, electronic press kit, EPK for Sugarfoot, which was the last album, mm -hmm. right? Um, you had Dan Aykroyd. He what? The voiceover at the beginning. Well, he's got. How did that all? That's happen? just from his radio show. Okay. He hosts uh, the House of Blues Radio Hour. Right. right. And, and he I puts on the whole voice that yeah. whole. Yeah. Uh, uh, El uh, Elwood. Elwood Blues. Yeah. So I went and did his radio show, and that that particular cut. I guess you're talking about it from MySpace. Yeah, I, I think it was MySpace or the yeah, website. I don't know. Yeah, it's on the website too. I guess yeah, I somewhere. So. But uh, that's not off my record. The song is a song from my record, but that is actually him introducing the song in his radio show. And okay. I, it was so cool to hear Dan Aykroyd right? talking right. about Michelle Malone. Yeah, right. So Michelle. Moaning Michelle yeah. Malone. So I, I put it up there. It was fun. And then, cool. you know, I just left it. <laughs> <laughs> How often is that? Yeah, ever you have happen? it right. You yeah. have that. You were probably like, I got to use that somewhere. When is that ever going to happen? At some you know? point, this has to come out. Um, just looking through that was a holy crap moment. What Dan Aykroyd, Dan Aykroyd is likes my music. Kind of almost mispronouncing my name. I mean, you really seem to. Michelle Malone. Malone. You really seem to dig it, you know. Um, I'm trying to look through that here. title track, or not the title, but the first track that's on Debris. You know, the um, what, what was that? Feather one? Hurricane. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it was the first one I heard off your website. Is that the one that that you were pushing off that album? I think so. <laughs> it's hard to know. Right? Are you putting out like singles? Are you like pushing anything radio-wise? Uh, well, nowadays, uh, unless you're on a major label, you don't necessarily do singles. Right, right. You have emphasis tracks, yada yada, you know, whatever. But yeah. uh, I, I, mean, I think Feather and Hurricane was a song they were emphasizing. At right. we, we worked. The, I don't know if you care about this, but uh, since you asked. We, we worked to Americana, Blues, and AAA. AAA, we emphasized, I think, uh, Debris and Yesterday's Makeup, Americana, maybe Yesterday's Makeup, and to Blues, Feather and Hurricane. You know, okay. And tried to, you know, really cover a lot of ground. So it's very difficult to get airplay nowadays. There's yeah. just so many records out yeah. there and so many labels, and just, you know, everybody wants that three and a half minute slot. Right. Right. So I did get some decent airplay, and I got you know some nice reviews, and that's generally how all my records uh, seem to go. Yeah, that's, that's cool. Uh, I really I love playing music, and it's really satisfying to me to just get to do this. Yeah. I always wonder what else I would do if I couldn't play music, and right. I just there's nothing else Doctor. I'm this good at. Doctor. I don't want to go back to school. Work. Come on. I can see you. Come on. The green, right? Yeah, I'd walk in. But yeah, right. no hey. <laughs> hey, Doc. I'm really right. not a morning person. Right. Um, well, also, the the most recent album, Debris, produced by Nick Didia. Nick Didia, yeah. Nick Didia, right. And, um, oh, you Dan Aykroyd? <laughs> Nick Didia. Um, and know he's a big producer. Tons of you know huge artists that he's worked with. Uh, I think um, well, you, the Black Crows and Springsteen and Stone people Temple like Pilots that. Stone Temple and Pilots. And yeah, he's amazing. How did you get hooked? Because doing the being that you're on like an independent label, your own label, correct? Yeah. Do they um, find you or you find? Yeah. How, how did that? Well, uh, Nick lives here, and yeah. you know that's how we know each other. Yeah. You know how Atlanta is. It's a pretty small music right. community yeah. to a degree. Nick uh, and I are more of the old school music scene here. So mm -hmm. we have a lot of friends in common in different bands. 
Okay. So yeah, I uh, he had mixed, I think three songs of mine off the Sugarfoot record. Yeah. And he said, you know, I'd love to do your next record, so yeah. let me know. And cool. I was like, oh. Holy crap! Not gonna turn that. Holy crap Another holy crap. That was a That's pretty big holy crap. And moment, were all those recorded in town, or did you? Do in, in yeah, Atlanta? I recorded in Atlanta. Uh, what studio? Humanly possible. Well, that one was at Nick's studio. Oh, but, he had his own joint. But um, I love to record here because it's very comfortable. I know my way around. Right. I know tons of musicians here. You know, we just call it folks. Yeah. We can really get it done here, so it doesn't take long. I don't like being in an unfamiliar place with unfamiliar musicians. I'm sure that that would work in a different way to my advantage, but I'm just, up to this point, haven't been very interested in that. Now, having said that, I <laughs> did work I'm going in, to L.A. and I'm going to record my next album. Uh, well, I worked in Nashville on Sugarfoot on some of the tracks, and it, it, I love the way the record came out to a degree, but I did not enjoy being in Nashville. Right. And I didn't enjoy working with strangers. Yeah, I felt more comfortable down here. That makes sense. And they weren't my people, my musician types. It was very Nashville-y. Yeah. Not mm -hmm. that Sugarfoot's a country record, but, you know, they have their own little vibe, and we've got ours. And I want to make a, a Georgia record. I don't yeah. want to make a Nashville record. Well, you don't want to be thinking good. about all those other factors when you're trying to record you know you want yeah. to be able to feel yeah, comfortable I don't really in your what the producer's little opinion about this side or the other is unless yeah. he's my people right thanks for he's representing not my Atlanta. people yeah. well you know i this is my town yeah man i'm born and raised here and it's just in me i just you know just in me i get the preacher's daughter here. yeah well <laughs> that too we don't have to go there. No. Right. <laughs> well, the, the songwriting is great. You know, yeah. one thing I listen to, and, you know, he's, I mean, we're both real into good songwriting. A lot of people just don't put big emphasis on it. You know, if, if you have a cool riff or a great voice, it seems to be enough for some people. But the songwriting yeah. gets lost a lot, you know, with a lot of people. And, yeah, I'd say, with, you know, has yours developed more over the years? Have you noticed even yourself getting, getting to be a better writer? Well, that's the plan. Um... For a while, I tried to make the perfect song and the perfect record, and then I got really tired of that because you make a great record and it's got 10 or 12 great songs on it, and then someone who has a record with a good riff and a really right. cool drum loop on it right. gets a little bit more attention. So you're Some like, why gimmick. am I working so hard when right. they just have that? little bit so or somebody who's been singing for like five years gets on american idol and does some you know, you know yeah like, you know i've wanted to be a singer my whole life yeah so uh, i have had moments and songs where i just build them on riffs and it's for fun and because you know what i realized somewhere along the way that every song does not have to be the perfect song sometimes it's just about if it feels good or not yeah in fact most of the time does it feel good because i don't think people listen to music for the lyrics first you know if that were the most fact, people probably you would be don't, reading right. a book instead mm -hmm. you listen to music to get a feeling you can get a feeling from words but most often you're affected by the music in your brain first mm -hmm. and yeah. that's sort of where i operate from now cool um do you, you know i was thinking a lot about you know you you've been doing it for 20 years here i guess mm -hmm. in atlanta 20. Um, and I remember <laughs> at 25. I remember when uh, you know when we were starting, and there were some some of the bands that were kind of like older than us, you know, who 
had been doing it for a while already in town and hadn't really maybe st- gotten out of town, you know, kind of mm-hmm. hit it or been able to make a career of it. And I used to think to myself, oh, I'm not going to be on a stage trying to do this after 30. You know, like, yeah. I'll just look, I'll just I look ridiculous. You know what I mean? Like, I'll just look ridiculous. It, it's such a strange thing. It, you know, I, I was thinking about it, like, do, do the 20-somethings kind of have, um, do they have it better off because of because of the age or does it does it start to come off as disingenuous when when you're older trying to have that same fire because now that I'm older well, you gotta think of who you're all I feel comfortable yeah that's true but I I don't think it seems as ridiculous as I thought it would when I was younger I don't think it's ridiculous at all unless you're behaving in a ridiculous manner. <laughs> I mean, if you're Iggy Pop, I think that's a little ridiculous, but it's Iggy right. Pop, and who right. else could pull that off but right. Iggy Pop, right? right. right. So. Not some guy his age in town. Right. <laughs> See, that's the tricky <laughs> thing, though. He, <laughs> it seems to be fine when he's doing it, and yeah. it's honest and everything like that, but if somebody hasn't kind of made it to a certain level, for some reason it starts to seem silly and I don't know if that's fair or not really you know I think it's more uh, if you're doing it in an honest fashion you know some probably heating or some uh, air AC or something sorry that's fine if you would approach it in an honest way and that's really how you feel and who you are at that point in your life then I think it will come off in an honest genuine way yeah it's the tricky thing with the age you know it's always like if, it's the always if I knew right. then what I know now. Yeah, I'm trying to think too much about it. It just pisses me <laughs> off. What, what would you tell the 20 year old uh, Michelle Malone that got the Shut record contract? The fuck <laughs> <up>. <laughs> Stop <laughs> singing so much. Stop trying to be so serious, right? Actually, I tell him that every day. <laughs> right. It's so true, though. That's what I would say. Well, we should probably let you get going. I know there's a line around the corner here. No, I didn't mean already. you shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, no, no. I, you know, I was really thinking of... Uh, <laughs> I was really hoping we were going to get you to play got, a song for us. You got one more nope. favorite is question that you've been looking at that you want from her? Before my my we, question uh, is, is there any chance if I pull out that Gibson, she would swing a little something in here for us? I guess not. I, I mean, we could try it. You want to give it a shot? Sure, I'll give it a shot. Oh, yeah? She's a sport. All right. All right, let's see. I'm going to ask you to just move those books. Yeah. I don't have a pick or a capo or a tuner or anything in this closet. I have a pick. But he uses those but little, uh, nobody likes my pick. Although my other guitar player used it last night. It's true. How does, how does your lead guitar player show up to a gig without a pick? That'd be concerning. Because ours does. It's a pretty guitar. Thank you. Do you want to hear something off you know, debris? You, you know what debris? I loved off of debris and I thought it might work well? Was it called um, Undertow? I don't know if I could do no. that in this configuration. Okay. I might be able to do debris. part of it. You do what you want. You do, yeah, do whatever you, whatever you think you can pull off. In a two-by-two uh, two office. <laughs> not your acoustic. Alright, let's see. I, I, I normally do this in a different tuning. And, and, and hold, let's see. The cobwebs on the ceiling fan and the lonely what flickers when the train rolls by Take out boxes near the garbage can And the leaning tower of dishes is getting three feet high I can't stand waiting to hear your boots at my door Stay.
lotion of liquor in your undertow. So I think I'll uh -oh. be looking now. If you would like to play this tonight, Michelle I'd, be, and I I'd be glad to let you play problem. it tonight. If you'd like. Does it have a pickup? Is it rocking good? It has a pickup and it sounds oh, really good. It's really good. Plug it straight in. Holy crap. <laughs> that was a <laughs> See, holy crap moment. Another holy crap moment. Wow. Brought to you by Gibson. That's I want, right. I want you to play it tonight. I want. Now, please take it. Please. I'd please love take it. it please have it. I just changed the strings. It's new strings. Yeah. It's all fresh and ready for a show. What kind of strings are those? They are Martin Light's acoustics. Uh, I think actually they're called extra acoustics. They go from 52 to 11 or 11. 12. Nice. So have you really not played that tune in that configuration? Yeah, yeah exactly. no. That's I usually play it open tuning. Well, I kind of fudged it in there, but then I went, oh, wait, I got it now. Hm. Right. Yeah, it sounded good. It sounded good. great. Yeah. Good. That's a killer well, Thanks for doing, mm -hmm. doing that for Yeah, I love that tune. It just had that right off the bat. It comes out with a melody line that you just, yeah. it goes in a direction that you don't expect it to go in. I, I just love that. You know? I, it definitely went in a direction I didn't expect it to go in. When I wrote it, I, I was like, wow, where'd that come from? That was fun. Well, cool. Well, thanks a lot well, for thanks, uh, yeah, thanks so doing much Two for Faces Radio. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really appreciate it. I know, you know, obviously with the time and space and all this stuff. Hey, um, we work it out. You're a great sport. You're a great sport. No worries, We're man. very I'm, utilitarian. I appreciate you having me. I really do. It's cool. nice to be wanted. Oh, definitely. Cool. Well, um, I don't, you don't know this, Michelle, but, you know, a lot of times we started doing this show because a lot of times you're out hanging around, you start talking about well, music. Before you start getting yes. into that whole story, right. I just want to tell them the best way to find you is just your regular website, michellemalone.com, right? Yep. Okay. We will have that on our website, and it's a it's a cool website. There's a lot of stuff to, to check out on there because I checked it out today. And, Thanks. Yeah, and you've uh, got also your Facebook page and the MySpace, and you've got fan pages on Facebook. So there's plenty yeah. of uh, yeah. people supporting you. There's plenty of stuff to do. And we have international listeners, so we know you're going overseas and you're traveling yep. across the country. So we'll be fun. back in Germany in August. Yeah. Right. And uh, I have an uh, an MP3 store of my. Uh, records on yeah. my website like M Tunes. <laughs> M Tunes, right. So yeah, you know, I got something for right. everybody. And pick up the live record from uh, Eddie's Attic because Absolutely. We're it's here a now. limited edition. That's but, right. Uh, yeah, Definitely. Now what Brian was uh, trying to say was sometimes Sometimes you're hanging out. You're hanging out and you're and you've got like, you know, talking with your bandmates and right. friends and everything and you realize that none of this is being recorded. You got some good conversation going on about music. And really what you That's should great. be doing is saving it. We do that in the, the show. van a lot. Right. <laughs> What's that? We do that in the van a lot. Well, Sometimes record, I wish we record were conversations? No, I wish we were. Right. Because it would be great. Well right. you know what you should do? Save, Save it for the show. show. Uh. That's
That's our little moniker. There you go. <laughs> See, that's what you got on the back of your Save it for the show. show.